I'm Wayne Turner, and welcome to the daily podcast of Bible Track. I have developed Bible Track to be both a commentary and a daily Bible reading schedule. These podcasts cover the text and commentary, which may be found at www.bibletrack.org. So, for those who have a busy schedule but do have time to listen to the Bible being read, this podcast is for you. At the end of one year, you will have gone completely through the Bible. Today we're reading Psalms 111 through 118. Psalm 111, the overriding theme of this one is, Praise ye the Lord. There is no subtitle to this one, so here's verse 1. Praise ye the Lord, I will praise the Lord with my whole heart in the assembly of the upright and in the congregation. The works of the Lord are great, sought out of all them that have pleasure therein. His work is honorable and glorious, and his righteousness endureth forever. He hath made his wonderful works to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion. He hath given meat unto them that fear him. He will ever be mindful of his covenant. He hath showed his people the power of his works, that he may give them the heritage of the heathen. The works of his hands are verity and judgment. All his commandments are sure." They stand fast forever and ever, and are done in truth and uprightness. He sent redemption unto his people. He hath commanded his covenant forever. Holy and reverend is his name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Good understanding have all they that do his commandments. His praise endureth forever. Now, we don't know who wrote this psalm, but it seems to be the same author who wrote this and Psalm 112. It opens and closes with a call to praise. Verse 5 says, He will ever be mindful of his covenant. He says again in verse 9, He sent redemption unto his people. He hath commanded his covenant forever. It's not clear which covenant exactly that he's talking about here, but it's likely the Abrahamic covenant, the one that God made with Abraham. One thing's for certain, the psalmist knows the value of a covenant with God. Except for the introduction, praise ye the Lord, this is an acrostic psalm. Each verse has two or three phrases, each beginning with the next successive letter of the Hebrew alphabet. This was an often used poetic writing style in Hebrew. Psalm 112, the attributes of a righteous man. No subtitle to this one either. Verse 1. Praise ye the Lord, blessed is the man that feareth the Lord, that delighteth greatly in his commandments. His seed shall be mighty upon the earth, the generation of the upright shall be blessed. Wealth and riches shall be in his house, and his righteousness endureth forever. Unto the upright there ariseth light in the darkness. He is gracious and full of compassion and righteous. A good man showeth favor and lendeth. He will guide his affairs with discretion. Surely he shall not be moved forever. The righteous shall be in everlasting remembrance. He shall not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. His heart is established. He shall not be afraid until he see his desire upon his enemies. He hath dispersed. He hath given to the poor. His righteousness endureth forever. His horn shall be exalted with honor. The wicked shall see it and be grieved. He shall gnash with his teeth and melt away. The desire of the wicked shall perish. This is probably written by the same author as the one who wrote Psalm 111, but we don't know who that is. There's a comparison between the righteous and the wicked. It's also written in an acrostic poetry style. 
We see in verse 12 the primary characteristic of the righteous. It says, Praise ye the Lord. Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord, that delighteth greatly in his commandments. In the last verse, verse 10, we see the consequence of the wicked. It says, The wicked shall see it, and be grieved he shall gnash with his teeth and melt away. The desire of the wicked shall perish. In making his appeal about being generous and giving of one's resources, Paul actually quotes most of verse 9 over in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 9, when Paul writes, As it is written, referring to this psalm, He hath dispersed abroad, he hath given to the poor, his righteousness remaineth forever. Before we read Psalms 113-118, through let's make some broad comments about these psalms. Uh, these were sung before and after the Passover feast each year, 113 and 114 before the meal, and the remaining four afterward. Mark chapter 14, verse 26 says this, And when they had sung in hymn, they went out into the Mount of Olives. This hymn that Jesus and his disciples sang just prior to his crucifixion was likely taken from one of these psalms, Psalms 113 to 118. The identity of the author of these six psalms is just not known. So, Psalm 113, praise you the Lord. Verse 1. No subtitle to this one, by the way. Verse 1. Praise ye the Lord. Praise, O ye servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. From the rising of the sun unto the going down of the same, the Lord's name is to be praised. The Lord is high above all nations, and his glory above the heavens. Who is likened to the Lord our God? Who dwelleth on high? Who humbleth himself to behold the things that are in heaven and in the earth? He raiseth up the poor out of the dust, and lifteth the needy out of the dunghill, that he may set him with princes, even with the princes of his people. He maketh the barren woman to keep house, and to be a joyful mother of children. Praise ye the Lord. So the author, again, unknown. And this psalm begins with, Praise ye the Lord. It ends with the same phrase, all verses in between, demonstrate to us why the righteous should do so. In other words, why they should praise the Lord. That brings us to Psalm 114. In this psalm, we get a little bit of refresher history. Verse 1, no subtitle to this one. When Israel went out of Egypt, the house of Jacob, from a people of strange language, Judah was his sanctuary and Israel his dominion. The sea saw it and fled. Jordan was driven back. The mountains skipped like rams, and the little hills like lambs. What aileth thee, O thou sea, that thou fleddest, thou Jordan, that thou wast driven back? Ye mountains, that ye skipped like rams, and ye little hills like lambs. Tremble thou earth at the presence of the Lord, at the presence of the God of Jacob, which turned the rock into a standing water, the flint into a fountain of waters." Well, this psalm isn't long, but it reminds the readers of God's manifestation to Israel and their deliverance from Egyptian captivity. The miraculous crossing of the Red Sea and the Jordan, along with water from the rock. We aren't given the identity of the author for this psalm, but nonetheless it recounts the history of Israel. Then we find in Psalm 115 that sometimes the heathen can be irritating. Verse 1, no subtitle, verse 1. Not unto us, O Lord, not unto us, but unto thy name give glory for thy mercy and for thy truth's sake. Wherefore should the heathen say, Where is now their God? But our God is in heaven. 
He hath done whatsoever he hath pleased. Their idols are silver and gold, the work of men's hands. They have mouths, but they speak not. Eyes have they, but they see not. They have ears, but they hear not. Noses have they, but they smell not. They have hands, but they handle not. Feet they have, but they walk not. Neither speak they through their throat. They that make them are like unto them. So is every one that trusteth in them. O Israel, trust thou the Lord. He is their help and their shield. O house of Aaron, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. Ye that fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. The Lord hath been mindful of us. He will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. He will bless them that fear the Lord, both small and great. The Lord shall increase you more and more, you and your children. You are blessed of the Lord, which made heaven and earth. The heaven, even the heavens, are the Lord's, but the earth hath he given to the children of men. The dead praise not the Lord, neither any that go down into silence. But we will bless the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. Praise the Lord. No subtitle here, so we don't exactly know who wrote this. Well, we don't know at all. But the theme of this one is our gods in heaven. When the heathen question his presence, this unknown psalmist simply points to the ridiculous notion that their lifeless idols have any God value whatsoever. In other words, those idols are simply powerless. Psalm 116. Our relationship with God is a great comfort. No subtitle here. Verse 1. I love the Lord because he hath heard my voice and my supplication. Because he hath inclined his ear unto me, therefore will I call upon him as long as I live. The sorrows of death compassed me, and the pains of hell gat hold upon me. I found trouble and sorrow. Then called I upon the name of the Lord, O Lord, I beseech thee, deliver my soul. Gracious is the Lord, and righteous, yea, our God is merciful. The Lord preserveth the simple. I was brought low, and he helped me. Return unto thy rest, O my soul, for the Lord hath dealt bountifully with me. For thou hast delivered my soul from death, mine eyes from tears, and my feet from falling. I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. I believed, therefore have I spoken. I was greatly afflicted. I said in my haste, All men are liars. What shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits toward me? I will take the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows unto the Lord, now in the presence of all his people. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. O Lord, truly I am thy servant. I am thy servant and the son of thine handmaid. Thou hast loosed my bonds. I will offer to thee the sacrifice of thanksgiving and will call upon the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows unto the Lord, now in the presence of all his people. In the courts of the Lord's house, in the midst of thee, O Jerusalem, praise ye the Lord. So the author to this one again is unknown. He points out that the relationship we have with God is our greatest asset. Look at the way he starts this in this psalm. I love the Lord because he hath heard my voice and my supplications. You see, it's a father-child relationship where God is intent on meeting our needs. 
Notice the confidence of the psalmist in his eternal destiny with the Lord in verse 15. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Incidentally, Paul quotes verse 10 over in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13, where there he makes the point that he's speaking by the same Spirit as this psalmist. Psalm 117, just two verses with the theme, The Lord endureth forever. No subtitle here, nor is the author known. Verse 1, O praise the Lord, all ye nations. Praise him, all ye people. For his merciful kindness is great toward us, and the truth of the Lord endureth forever. Praise ye the Lord. Now Paul quotes verse 1 in Romans chapter 15, verse 11, where he says, And again, Praise the Lord, all ye Gentiles, and laud him, all ye people. Now here's a note. Old Testament, the word nations, is synonymous with the New Testament word Gentiles. Over there in Romans chapter 15, he seeks to demonstrate that this unknown psalmist had an invitation for Gentiles to rejoice in the one true God. Well, this psalm, well, you saw is two verses. It's very short, but the theme's long. God's eternal. Notice what he says about truth in verse 2. It says, The truth of the Lord endureth forever. In other words, truth is a constant. It doesn't change. Psalm 118, confidence in God is just better. No subtitle here, nor do we know who wrote this one. Verse 1, O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, because his mercy endureth forever. Let Israel now say that his mercy endureth forever. Let the house of Aaron now say that his mercy endureth forever. Let them now that fear the Lord say that his mercy endureth forever. I called upon the Lord in distress. The Lord answered me and set me in a large place. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do unto me? The Lord taketh my part with them that help me. Therefore shall I see my desire upon them that hate me. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. All nations compassed me about, but in the name of the Lord will I destroy them. They compassed me about, yea, they compassed me about, but in the name of the Lord I will destroy them. They compassed me about like bees. They are quenched as the fire of thorns. For in the name of the Lord I will destroy them. Thou hast thrust sore at me that I might fall, but the Lord help me. The Lord is my strength and song, and is become my salvation. The voice of rejoicing and salvation is in the tabernacles of the righteous. The right hand of the Lord doth valiantly. The right hand of the Lord is exalted. The right hand of the Lord doth valiantly. I shall not die, but live. And declare the works of the Lord. The Lord hath chastened me sore, but he hath not given me over into death. Open to me the gates of righteousness. I will go into them, and I will praise the Lord. This gate of the Lord into which the righteous shall enter, I will praise thee, for thou hast heard me and art become my salvation. The stone which the builders refused is become the headstone of the corner. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. 
Save now, I beseech thee, O Lord. O Lord, I beseech thee, send now prosperity. Blessed be he that cometh in the name of the Lord. We have blessed you out of the house of the Lord. God is the Lord which hath showed us light. Bind the sacrifice with cords, even into the horns of the altar. Thou art my God, and I will praise thee. Thou art my God, I will exalt thee. O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good for his mercy endureth forever. Now, although the author here is unknown, here's a very quotable psalm. Verse 8 says, It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. you got to love that verse. This psalm becomes very notable because of verse 22. That verse says, The stone which the builders refused has become the headstone of the corner. That's the verse Peter quoted in Acts chapter 4, verse 11. However, notice that it's used in a prophetic context in Isaiah chapter 28, verse 16, where Isaiah writes, Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I lay in Zion for a foundation, a stone, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. He that believeth shall not make haste. So, in other words, here's the picture. Jesus is the cornerstone who, in fact, was rejected. This verse is also used by Jesus himself in a parable to the Jewish leaders regarding his imminent crucifixion over in Matthew chapter 21, verse 42, paralleled by Mark 12:10 and Luke chapter 20, verse 17. Then we see it quoted two more times by Paul and Peter over in Romans chapter 9, verse 33, and again by Peter in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 6. Jesus also quotes verse 26 over in Matthew chapter 23, verse 39. That verse says, Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. We have blessed you out of the house of the Lord. So by quoting this passage, Jesus proclaims with this quote that the Messianic requirement will be fulfilled after his resurrection. This concludes our podcast for the day. I'm Wayne Turner, and if you'd like to read along with our commentary online, go to www.bibletrack.org. Thank you for listening in today. The background music for these podcasts is an original composition written by the music director of Faith Bible Church, Paul Walton.